1: interview last week was so good that we decided to turn it into a two-part series. If you missed last week, you'll find the link in the show notes. It's not mandatory that you listen, but we want to make sure that you don't miss out on this amazing conversation. Hi everyone, it's Roxanne Hodge with Authentic Living with Roxanne. Today I have a colleague Juliana Bootsman, Juliana, and I actually belong to a same speakers bureau, um, and we met probably about a month ago, and realized we had this uh, luscious conversation about um, conscious leadership, which is the uh, the speakers bureau that we belong to. So, I guess the question becomes: What is conscious leadership? And I guess from my defi- definition, it's it's about where you are aware about the presence that you're bringing into a situation as you lead, from the micro level, from you know the space that you are leading and what's uh, your frontward facing customer gets, all the way up to your senior leadership team or your CEO level. So Juliana has um, you know started a business about over ten years ago now. And it's called White Box Leadership. I'm going to talk a little bit about that title because I just listened to an amazing uh, video where she explains it. And Juliana um, works. She's a chief spiritual officer. I love that title. So Juliana, thanks so much for being here today uh, to share your wisdom with my audience. Thank you
0: so much for having me, Roxanne.
1: So let's talk a little bit about Juliana. Like, you know, I I always love the backstory about why, you know, today, you know, you're doing this amazing work um, in corporate culture. Um, what got you wanting almost like a like a putting a, a band-aid on on potentially what the issue is instead of backing up and saying, well, we're having maybe more conflict or maybe we're missing deadlines. Let's just do a time management thing or whatever. Just kind of looking, backing up and saying, you know, why is it not working well? What's happening? Who are your new people who have left? There's hybrid, there's remote, there's in-person. There's so many moving parts to your point. And if you just kind of create a solution, it might address it, you know, in the interim for a short period of time. And then of course it's going to often say it bubbles up but it might show itself in a different packaging.
0: Yeah. Yes. And so, and so from, and so that is why the work that I do um, is really working with organizations to building this into the operations of your organization. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what um, has often sort of been historical in um, when we're doing the inner work of the organization or call it professional development or whatever that is, is it's like one-off courses that people will go to and they'll help and they'll do something good. And you can get a lot of good from it, but for long-term integration and change that really sticks, we know through so many examples, whether it's, you're trying to make a, like a, um, you know, a lifestyle change within your exercise or your diet or whatever, it's the, it's being able to connect into what is actually true for us as an organization, who we are, and how do we continue to know that we're looking for? We're this is this is an ongoing thing, and so I work with companies to be able to go and assess and sort of audit them from like I call uh, I call it like an energy audit almost. It's like a like a life force audit. Where is the life force of your organization right now? What's it operating at? And what's going to work best for the rhythm of your organization, for the rhythm and the and of who your people really are. And then we create and we adapt it for that because you want this to be able to be just now a part of how your company breathes. We bring it back. So, so do
1: you do it at every level when you do the assessment? Are you starting with senior leadership, kind of uh, middle management, frontline, and kind of the interface with the front foot facing customer? Are you doing it at that every level because like to your point, you have to start at the most senior level because you could, you know, you can address uh the middle management, you know, implications, but if you don't have the flow from what's coming from the very top to the, you know, kind of the main engine, which is your middle managers, that's that's, you know, it's good, they're gonna buck against each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So ideally that's what we do is we we then get to take a cross section depending on the size of the organization and really kind of look at what's really happening here. Where is everybody really at? And so um, we open up and do like a full um, conversation with as many people from the organization from different parts that are willing to have the conversation with us. And from there, we get to really hear What you know, Brene Brown says, um, connection is to be seen, heard, and valued. So that's the first step that we do is we make sure that we see, hear, and that the people within the organization are valued. And then, based on what we actually hear from them, we respond with, "We've heard what you've shared, and here's how we're responding, and this is what we're integrating into this program." Um, that is, that is uh, customized for the organization. It becomes their conscious leadership program. And the results of what we've seen in the program that we've put through, um, there's one company that I have as a global organization. So we're working with people in, from all over the world. So I've got people in my program from Spain and Italy and um, across the states and different parts of Canada, in um, Ireland and just all over the world. And what I find so incredible is that there actually isn't that much difference between what we're all dealing with. Mm -hmm. It comes down to the same things of, um, of like feeling of burnout, feeling of, am I worthy? Um, feeling of, uh, the desire to want to be able to always do more of perfectionism, just all of these things of, you know. Simple things of just like physically, I'm not taking care of myself well enough. Spiritually, I'm not attending to myself. It's so much of the same things that show up. But what ends up happening is through the program that we created for this organization and that we create for the organizations that's rooted in um in all of the elements of consciousness and compassion, empathy, love, um, and how to just be able to a high level of self-awareness, emotional intelligence is the environment that they're working in hasn't changed, but their ability to respond to the environment has changed. And as a result, they feel less stressed. They feel more capable. They genuinely feel happier. The connections amongst the people in the organization, even though so many of them are working virtually in different parts has, has gotten better because they're connecting with people through even the programming. They have common language to use. They feel seen and heard in an organization that. They don't feel alone in the fact that, oh, we actually want to operate from a place of love too. And um, these are the things that matter to us. And and I can't believe I work in an organization that also cares about these things. It's sort of like this unspoken goodness that nobody's bringing to the surface because we're all just getting the work done we're just trying to get through it some people say That's 20 minutes a day get through the work you know, done.
1: quarter to quarter to quarter year to year yeah, shift, shift. and I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: and so um and what they often i say what often happens when you take the time mm-hmm. to connect into this um to the, to the conscious leadership work when you take the time to create those heartfelt connections it actually gives you back more time Mm-hmm. Because the way you're operating elsewhere becomes now more fluid, easy, conversations become um, more connected, people feel like they're able to operate from a higher place. Of their soul. So it's been remarkable, like, well, you know, I think
1: it would free up a lot of time for leaders, right? Because right. ultimately, if you give functional authority to people, you give them the skills and you say, you know, there's always going to be conflict if we accept that there is going to always be differences, but you have capacity yeah. to be able to really drill down as people to figure it out, what happens is that they come less to the leadership yes. teams or leaders. And then they, they kind of realize that if, when they bring a solution, it's going to be accepted. And you're going to yes. say, wow, good for you. Keep doing what you're doing versus kind of, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, attachment styles in my new book, ROR return on relationships, because ultimately what is it that all of us want to feel? We want to feel really, really that I'm valued. I'm connected to myself. I'm, I'm coming from a deeper space of I'm okay just the way I am and that outpouring of that you know and you know creates what I I say it's almost like radiuses of uh, intimacy that you know with the same energy and wave coming back at you which is a nice place And I think all of us want to feel like not unlike when you're saying when you were doing that dance and you just were in that moment that's complete flow
0: yeah you know? And one of the things that, like, in, so in the programming, what we really work to do is we identify um, the organizations have they they often they already know their values, but they're not always owning how they're actually acting within those values and how those values are really being lived in action. So, what the pro what what building it into your operating system means is that we we don't just Profess what our values are. We understand how they're lived in expression and in experience, and we work them and use them to grow us in our organization. And um, and so the program is built in alignment and through the language of the values of, of the individual company. And, and so when think-
1: you say you integrate them in, give me an example of that. So is when it, it part thinking- is it part of your performance view review? Um, review is it a part of? um languaging from the like every level like if yeah. let's say I'm a customer and I'm coming to you to a white box I'm I should be having that interface immediately of getting yeah. a sense so is it that microscopic that you get into from like you see beliefs values assumptions mission yeah. vision, you know not those beautiful things that you see kind of put up on on walls but really yeah. embodying those those things yeah.
0: Well, well, so one of the organizations that I'm working with, their three values are integrity, teamwork, and passion. So we've designed the program that now lives within this organization to be centered around integrity. And so there's three modules around integrity. There's three around teamwork and there's three around passion. And so all of the work that we do around um, self-awareness, around emotional intelligence, around leading from the heart, around listening, around really conscious communicate, like all of those pieces, we now draw in. How does this relate to being in integrity? Okay. That's a beautiful. How is this connected to teamwork? How is this connected to the expression of like what we, when we speak about passion. So now those words that are values are now understood in how I own them in my everyday actions, my own self-awareness of how, who am I being in this moment? And I understand how I'm actually living that value in action. And as an organization, as a team now, or as leaders, you can now speak and understand and see where does passion come in and how do I actually draw that in? What do we mean now? What, how do we really understand integrity? When we look at teamwork now, how can we really assess ourselves more more fully on how we are really operating as a team? I, re- I
1: really, really like that because what you're doing is you're not taking the concept of, of conscious leadership. You're really um, creating um, really a marriage of really, this is what you purport you do. Yeah. And, you know, starting off, you're starting with your baseline, you're finding out where the gaps are yeah. and then you're integrating that into the mission, vision and, and value statements. Yeah. So, it, you know, and then I would think that anybody could kind of say, I don't care if you're in the R and D or you're in a warehouse or you're a person picking up the phone, yeah. you can translate that out, which yeah. I think is, that's, that's brilliant.
0: And it helps us to grow. And so when I say, when you know your values, and you're able to begin to own them. So one of the models that I've created and I teach is called COA, which stands for K-O-A, no own act. And so a lot of us know, we know the things we, mm-hmm. that we want to be doing, or we should be doing. We know what it means to, uh, you know to be organized or to, we know what it means to have our values, but are we really owning what's happening, what's really going on And then when we we do the owning, when we really go through that middle section of owning it, it becomes, and I love that it's an O. So it becomes almost like a portal. When we go through that O, the action becomes then doesn't no longer needs to be forced. It almost becomes just natural. It just happens, but we often skip the O and we go away from knowing, and then we try and sort of force this action and it becomes really hard. It becomes a lot messier. Um, it can sometimes we drop it off and we just don't do it because it just we were pushing it rather than it happening naturally because we've gone through the ownership work of what's really going on so from an individualist
1: individualistic perspective too though Uh, that's why i like like that because you talked a little bit about your branding and how you had this beautiful new you know pack of things and it looked good but they had missed the O, which is almost the metamorphosis. So how does that fit for me? The individual, how does it fit for me within my team? How does it fit when I'm seeing my customers, all those things. So I get that space to really sit with that and figure it out. And I may be different to my peer or my supervisor or whatever, but I'm owning it within myself.
0: Yeah. And so one of the things that I, that I see, um, that conscious organizations will do. And what I encourage companies to really look at when they're looking at their budgets and their books is what is their investment on marketing, communications, branding, like all that work. And what is their investment on the inner, on the inner working of their people and how they're really investing on their, in their people in that way. And that those numbers become flipped because when you are owning it, the expression of your brand becomes almost effortless it just becomes can't not be that once you've gone through the owner phase but what happens when an organization goes through the big branding exercise all of these things they present it they often will lose trust with their organization if they have not really looked at what's really happening in the company how do our people really feel because when you put that out there they go oh well that looks really nice and it actually feels good and we're excited about it but we're not actually that
1: yeah, that Not makes so much makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And, you so know, then so then that flipping down. a budget makes yeah. you really invest because if I buy into you know, white box,
0: yeah,
1: um, if because I understand how my values are in alignment with me working for your consulting company versus you just kind of giving me a, a, a you know a, a deck and you know all the pretty brochures and the ancillary. Uh, kind of supporting evidence but i don't really kind of sit and figure it out i might like the concept to your point but it's it's more peripheral versus being immersed in it yeah
0: yeah Yeah. and so so yeah so i think really being able to to look at it from that and and know like how are we um and what do we know to be true about who we are in the program um we really focus on the individual as well and so in an organization it's important that the people in your company are connected to their own values and that they have a strong sense of self. Because if they have a strong sense of self, they know how they're able to then have a higher self-awareness and and be able to engage and really know that that how to engage with the values of the organization at the highest level of integrity and and wisdom and innovation and all of it. And people who don't know their values and don't have a strong sense of self, they, you know, they can punch the ticket kind of thing, but at some point they're not really as, they, not always as reliable and ability to really operate from a, from a high level of performance.
1: Right. And you're not going to be tapping into their passion and 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 yeah. how that impacts just them imbuing themselves into the whole concept of whatever, um, you know, the company, yeah. uh, whatever service
0: they offer. Yeah. Now this is, I was going to share one other story with you. And we yeah. were talking about like ones, cause I think it's a really important one that, that for organizations, when we talk about return on, you know, you're talking return on relationship. But when we look at like, why does it, how does this impact the bottom line and financially? And so I've had clients that have come to me and, and they've had people that have been ready to wanting to leave the company and they'll bring me in to coach with them. And, and it's happened like, so, you know, this one that she was, senior leader in the company, really remarkable. And her and I ended up coaching together and um, because she felt like she couldn't live her passion, she couldn't, you know, and so she was gonna go off and do mission work and do, you know, really put it somewhere else that felt like it was more impactful in the world than working where she was now. And through the course of us being able to identify and her getting really clear on her values, how it was, we were, how it shows up in expression, she was able to make the connection that the group of people that she is leading right here in this organization, she can, has the opportunity to impact and, and serve them at the same level. And it, they're just as valuable and important and to make a difference right here where she is rather than feeling she needed to change and go somewhere else. And so she, and this is the awareness piece. This is the consciousness piece. We supported her to become that much more aware and awake to and expand to the possibilities of what's right in front of her and how she can engage with it in a different way or more fully as who she really is to create remarkable impacts. And so she never ended up leaving the organization. And right. So,
1: just yeah. think about what you saved them. Jeez. If you're gonna, I mean, to lose somebody that senior and to be able to attract, obviously, with everything going on now with the new resignation, what 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 a gift, really. Yeah. And he, so- she wanted to put it somewhere, but she wasn't making the connections about how she could live her value and still stay where she was she couldn't she wasn't making there wasn't that yeah. connection or that lack of awareness and then doing doing the conscious coaching was able to have her make yeah. those connections.
0: and so i think that's one of like the the real wins that we get from this work is being able to continually support and understand that it doesn't matter actually where we are purpose is about where how we show up in every single moment um as just who we really are and if and if you are where you are you have an opportunity to serve in a way um, when we, when we to come to it from an expansive, when we expand our viewpoint and our perception, rather than keep it so narrow um, we, we are then open to every way that we're, we're we have the opportunity to give in that moment and equally receive.
1: What a, what a beautiful story. So, you know, for say, Leaders or leadership teams that are listening, and they're like, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> where are we, you know, where do we start, Juliana?" Like, if you could kind of give a couple of quick little tips, if people aren't sure um, about conscious leadership or conscious culture, where what would be three little things that they could potentially start to do today, um, or in the next month, to
0: really kind of get on that way um,
1: to starting to um, be
0: a bit more aware? Yeah. Um... I'm jokingly and not, I'm like, just give me a call and we can just start with a conversation. We could we we can make sure they do that. Yeah. So it, it, but it starts with like this the awareness within the company itself first. And I believe like um we, we hold the wisdom within ourselves to discover the answers that we need for what's right in front of us. And so it would be to take a moment to pause and to really honestly with no fear no judgment can you get can can you begin to draw some clarity of where are you at really right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: how are your people and what would you say and so often i use scaling questions I'll scale of one to ten how well is your organization
1: mm-hmm.
0: 10 being it is like everybody here is just thriving their joy we feel an electricity that's great where the creativity is flowing and zero is, I don't even know what you're talking about. And so, but really being able to scale on like, where are we now? What's really going on? And can we just hold that? No judgment, but can we just be on honest about that? And then from there, I I look at the organization I go, where might be just the, if we were to take one step, like I can't actually answer this question for the organization and the people, they will be the only ones that will know, But but, if we have the willingness to ask the question. Um, one of the poets that I love and follow, and he does great leadership work as well, David White, he says the most, the, the question we're most afraid to ask is, is most often the one we most need to ask. Hmm. So I might offer, like, what are you afraid to look at? What is the question you're afraid to ask? And can you and, and inviting you actually to lean into that?
1: Oh, nice. And to
0: be able to sit and go, okay, where, where might we be? And one of the tools we use is like a wheel. And we look at what are all the moving parts? What are all the things? And if you were to start in just one place, if you were to take one step and by doing that one step, it will begin to impact all of the rest. What might that be? And then to feel into that. And then really, honestly, one of the things that I think that is transformational is it, we've been talking about breath in this conversation, if you begin to just take a moment to pause multiple times in a day and just notice your breath. Where is it at? In your so, meeting with your yeah, people. So,
1: so simple but you know, so I, because simpler. people are so they're go, 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 that they really don't realize that even just to, you know, um, sit in quietness, even if it's for five minutes or to just shut off every sound that, that, that reinforced space you know, and you're not completely depleted, and then you don't think, "Oh, here we go again," and you're starting it all over again. So some of those basic
0: yeah. things, yeah. When I think about, I, I, I think nature. Like the other day, I was driving. Um, I have a cat, and I'm a newer cat owner. And I was, it's got, it was, it's gotten warmer here, and I picked her up from, um, from the place that she was at for the or he was at for the week when cats are. But it was warm in the car, and I could start noticing the cat was panting more. So you think about like. And so where, where I'm going with this is about really, can you, can you connect into the breath of your company? Can you connect into the breath of what's happening in a meeting? Can you notice your own breath? And, and if, if you were seeing a dog or an animal starting to pant more, how would you respond? How do you take care of the environment so that that doesn't happen? And can you see in your company, where are people starting to pant a little bit too much? Where is the breath feeling constricted? Where are you noticing even in yourself and begin to like uh, bring that into a place that is more full and complete mm-hmm. in whatever way. And so what I love about this work is every person in every organization will have their own kind of way in which they can integrate this work. Right. And the breadth of the organization, that's lovely. That should
1: be the title of a book, Julia. Think
0: about it. Right. Like imagine like when something is breathing well, you yep. want to be in that space.
1: Yeah, of course. Of course. It's so, okay. nice.
0: And I think about like, space. space and you describe, you're like, oh, I just feel like I can catch my breath here. I just feel like it just like everything just feels a little, we want to create organizations. We want to create meetings. We want to create spaces where when people are in them and they enter them and they leave them, they are breathing a little bit more full with a little bit more ease. Otherwise, what's the point, Right. You know Absolutely. what, why are we doing any of this if if um if not to be able to support us to breathe and live more fully? So it's an easy way just to notice that awareness and to see like, where's the what is the breath of my company? And it'll be interesting. It's always interesting to see like all of a sudden that little bit of awareness, you're like, Oh, nobody is breathing in this meeting. Everybody's like, you know, holding their breath, or you can see their chest constricted,
1: or you'll see the interactions being a little bit more. Uh, curt or uh, abrupt, you know. So I, I think oh. you're right. Just starting to read it, and then the more awareness you have within your body, then you're, you know, if you're if you're grounded, you're going to read better. What's in what's what's within your radius, right? Whatever that tenth uh, foot radius might be in your room.
0: Yeah. So, Juliana, for listening, anybody listening could do this. Doesn't matter whether you're in a meeting, whether you're in a one-on-one conversation, whether you're a leader in a company or you're an employee. You get to take the ownership and the leadership of every space you're in to tune into that, to notice it, to recognize your breath, and to begin to invite that shift. And and it could it, you you'll make changes. So try that today. That's yeah. an amazing tip. Just try to breathe,
1: try to center yourself, and to start to recognize. What is different about you when you look out, kind of in whatever yeah. format you're having a meeting? Yeah. So for anybody wanting more of this juicy stuff, Juliana, where where do they get a hold of you so that they could uh, connect, have a call, or even go to your website?
0: Yeah. So my website is whiteboxleadership.com. There'll be a new one being launched here in a couple weeks or so, or, um, so maybe by the time yeah, it'll be out. Um, and then LinkedIn, Juliana Bootsman on LinkedIn. And then you can find me on YouTube. If you search Juliana Bootsman, I've got some, um, some talks on there. Some, I think that they're, I created them, but sometimes they feel like they come through me. I think they're beautiful. So you can go and watch those and, and share those as well.
1: Well, thanks so much for uh, giving us your time today. Yeah. So what am I taking away? Uh, you know, I think um, I really, really like that when you look at organizations, you you think of what is the breadth of the organization. And I think that's what I'm walking away with today. Um, and something that I will think about as I go off and I deal with different companies or just, just my team in general. And, you know, what I would say is take the time Um, when you get into awareness, you can't go back to not knowing. So, you know, the beautiful thing about awareness is once, once you get there, you go, it's not like you can pretend and go backwards because then your body and your mind and your soul, like we talked about, knows that there is different. So for everyone um, listening, you know that I talk about authentic leadership um, and relationships. So you can go to roxyanderhodge.com for slash quiz with one cue. Um, and what you can do is just assess your relationships either at home or at work. If you'd like to know a little bit more, you do a quick assessment and we'll send you some information. Again, Julia, th- Juliana, thanks so much for your time. Um, go out there and share that love in all the organizations that you work with. And for anyone uh, wanting more information, please uh, reach out to Juliana.